What's going on, everyone? I'm here today with Chuck from the Traders War Room, and he's been trading since 2005, I believe, right? Yep. Which is a long, <laughs> that's a long time. Um, yeah, I'm an old guy. <laughs> so you you made your platform for specifically for military veterans, right? Yeah. So at first, um, we we were. So funny, funny story. So I was at first we were called money men. It was just a little group of us that was just, you know, we would talk stocks and we would, you know, help soldiers, uh, you know, invest wise because we got tired of seeing them, you know, retire and ETS out of the army with little to no, uh, you know, retirement, you know, yeah. not maximizing the potentials. You know, they serve 15, 20 years, retire out the military and, you know, they're leaving with nothing because they didn't you know, maximize their TSP, which is like our 401k. They didn't maximize, okay. you know, investing while they were in. They just pretty much just, there wasn't much guidance. I mean, pretty much they were given the things of, hey, watch these videos by David Ramsey and do what he does. You know what I mean? And, and that was it. pretty, that was, that's pretty much it. And so we started, uh, you know, helping these people out and we had a little group called Money Men and, you know, uh, one of my uh, old, he's a retired star major. He said, "Hey man, you should uh, you should try to do this uh, and see what you can do with this." And I was like, "You know what? Hey, let's try it out." And so I started, you know, old school. If you go back in my YouTube, you can see my very first video. It's it's all rough. I mean, it's in my garage, just just hanging out there with like you you know, rough. You know, as <laughs> as first videos are. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, fast forward. You know, we got we got. A lot of uh, a lot of momentum, and we got asked by people like, "Hey, is it just for you know army people or soldiers? Is it just that?" And at first it was for veterans. Then we were like, "No, you know, hey, family of veterans." And then we were like, you know, people were like, "Hey, you know, my buddy told me about this. I'm not a veteran, but you know, I I, yeah. I love the military." And it's like, "Hey, you know, you you support us, cool. Let's do it." You know, and now we're just open up to everybody. And the whole idea is just to kind of that theme, you know go to war with the stock market, you know, it fit perfectly with what I know as a soldier, you know, it's a planning, training, managing, securing. I mean, that's all stock market stuff anyways. It's all operations. And so it worked perfectly with the stock market. I actually, that was one of my questions for you was that, uh, you, you refer or you, yeah, you call this the stock market, like the market, a, a war zone, right? Yeah. Um, I, I read the book, uh, what is it? It's on my desk here. Uh, the, the Market Wizards. Uh, the Market Wizards books. There's a couple okay. of them, but in there he's interviewing successful traders, and a lot of them refer to uh, trading as like a game. Um, yeah. I was just curious what your thoughts were on that, because like calling it a war zone is more like, a, you know, there's like a negative connotation to it. Like, you know, you're, you're battling. It's hard. You know, you gotta, you gotta grind, you know, versus a yeah. game is like, it's fun. It's like challenging, you know, it's well, kind of yeah. a little different. Well, you know, um, you know, being, being a, you know, being a, a soldier, you know, I had to, I had to find something that kind of fitted my niche. You know what I mean? Um, but let's not, let's not, uh, beat around the bush. Uh, we're, we're dealing with money and anytime you deal with money, that's that's not a game, you know. Any anyone anyone that goes out there and uh and says, hey, you know, I, I see people on Twitter and stuff all the time. It's like, yo, bro, I just lost ten k today. Yolo. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sitting here like I'm like, no, you didn't. You probably pay your your paper trading and you're faking because if you lost ten G's, you definitely aren't like celebrating it because yeah. this isn't a game out there. This isn't a game. This is, this is, you know, it's a war zone. It's a battle, man. We're out there, we're out there trying to, uh, you know, we're out there trying to strategize. We're trying to plan. We're trying to, you know, get an edge on mm -hmm. the, you know, the market, which is the enemy in, in our niche. You know what I mean? We're trying to get the edge to go out there and attack it so that we can get the upper hand, so that we can profit from it, to make money from it, you know, to thrive in the the battle zone and come out victorious in the end which is all the stuff we do as soldiers <laughs> so that was the whole you know i mean it fit perfectly so you know it really matches the the niche and in, in our 
community, I, I have a saying, you know, we want a lot, you know, a community of like-minded investors who kind of see eye to eye. So if they kind of can look at and understand that, Hey, the stock market's our war zone and stocks and sectors are the battle. And, you know, it's our job to go out there and to attack it. Then, you know, this is their place to come and hang out at Trader's War Room because that's what we're about, you know? So how did you, how did you even get into trading in 2005? Um, it, you know, I started off with, uh, rotating, uh, CDs. <clears throat> what, are, what are those again? Uh, certificate of deposits, you know, like okay. at banks, you can get a, you know, you can get three months, six months, 12 months CDs or whatever. And, uh, oh, okay. what yeah, I, yeah, what yeah. I, yeah. And what, and you know, it, you know, traders don't think of, you know, that type of instrument as trading, but any, anything that you, you purchase and you roll to make profit short term is a trade. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you're trading baseball cards. If you buy a baseball card for five bucks and you trade it for 10, you're trading. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, so you, I would do it. Uh, I would buy 12 month CDs and then every, every two months I'd buy another CD so that, and then two months after that, so that Every two months, I had one maturing, and I would just roll that over into another one, into another one, to another one. Nice. And uh, you know, then penny stocks uh, was it yeah. was a big one. Penny stocks, you know, everyone's you know usually starts out with penny stocks because they're cheap, you know. <laughs> so did and, I. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they, they and they, you know invest in you know ETFs because that's usually where your four hundred one ks go and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you know Apple. And I'll tell you what, um, one of my buddies, we were in Germany. And uh, what really got me into blue chip stocks was uh, we were, I remember this day, we were sitting around, uh, we were at rest. So we were in a formation and we, and uh, first sergeant put us at rest. And so we could move around a little bit in formation while we were waiting. We were there forever. And, you know, me and my buddy looked around and his, his name's uh, Lenny. Uh, he's, he's one of our, uh, one of our founders. He, he no longer with the organization. He decided to go ahead and just retire, but he um, he went and he looked at me and he said, "Bro, look around." And I looked around. And I was like, "What? Everybody, everyone's on phones." He's like, "Yeah, everyone's on an iPhone. Everyone had an iPhone um, because that was the thing when you went to Germany. If you were a soldier, if you had a, if you wanted a phone, so you call back home, you got an iPhone. It was an iPhone three. That's what that's what they gave us. That was the big huh. thing. T-Mobile had a deal with Apple, and uh, we would get iPhone threes." And so I looked around and I'm looking at about a formation of 200 soldiers and other than him and I, everyone had their, everyone was like this, <laughs> you know, yeah. just on their phone. And I told him, I was like, bro, we need to start investing in Apple. Now I didn't as heavily as he did. He started investing in Apple right then. He's an Apple millionaire now. Like no, no joke. Dang. Like, yeah, straight up. Like, you know, fast forward, this was, uh, the, Jeremy, this was 2010 fast forward to last year. He made, he made, uh, his first million and just straight up in Apple only. And so, uh, that, that was when I started really getting into the idea of blue chips was 2011 kind of getting out of the penny stocks and looking at options and looking at blue chip stocks as, as a means to generate income, because I was like, you know, penny stocks is fun. You know, this is okay, but, uh, you know, I need, I need something more, you know, we need something with some substance, some momentum, you know, I need to get, I need to get the ball rolling with a little bit more volume and, uh, you know, the blue chick stocks are just, you know, they just, they just roll, you know? <laughs> yeah. You buy it and you don't have to worry about anything like, yeah. Because the theory is, you know, market theory, if you, if you believe in market theory, the theory is that the market always goes up no matter what. Even during a crash, you know, the market could crash. Yeah, absolutely. But even after a crash, you, if you look at the history, you have the V-shaped recovery and the market always goes up, mm -hmm. you know, just, yeah. just over time. So you buy it, you hold it, and you get the blue chip stocks that are going to be something in the future, which we know that Apple, Microsoft – you know, meta, these things, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. they're fabrics. They're, they're built into the American fabrics. And so um, you buy these and you're almost guaranteed to eventually, if you have the time and the, dis and the discipline, to make your money back and, and then some. So.
Yeah, so you're you're have you ever uh, like tried day trading or like anything shorter term? Yeah, I do. I do day trade on my platforms. Um, I'm more of a swing trader, a short, a short term swing trader. Now, um, that's kind of where I get my, uh, I get my popularity from with, um, within the social media platforms that we have is I'm a, I'm more of a swing trader. So you know, small account swing trader. That's what a lot of people tune in to me to see my alerts and ask for my advice on smaller accounts. You know, um, Example, I got a, a couple challenges going up, 500 to $5,000 challenge, you know, nothing crazy, that, yeah. you know, yeah, nothing crazy, but slow and steady, you know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. That's kind of the, the motto, you know, safe trades. Um, but, you know, you all too often you see very aggressive people like a hey, flip $200 into into 20K in one month. And I'm just like, bullshit. I was yeah. like, no. Right. I was like, no. I was like, no. Maybe if you're lucky, but yeah, you're gonna no. lose it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you're lucky. Yeah, absolutely. But ninety-eight percent of the time, no, no, it's not going to happen. Let's be realistic. You know what I mean? Now, five hundred to five thousand, doing it smartly. Yeah, that's more. That's more realistic because it. I can see. I can see that happen. I've. I've done it. You know, so I know it can happen. But the 200, you know, that's like making a dollar out of 15 cents. I was like, that just doesn't make sense to me. 200 to 20K, I was like, that, that type of stuff that I see on Twitter or X or, you know, stuff like that, I'm like, that doesn't make sense, man. That you're, you're, you're doing the GME and AMC, you know. <laughs> yeah, Yolo Wall Street lifestyle. bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Those the guys. reason so many people <laughs> – so many people like choose such a small number, uh, like five hundred even or anything within a hundred dollars, yeah. and they and they uh, make it to such a drastically larger number is because everyone has everyone either has a couple hundred or they can save a couple hundred, yeah. so they're like, look, like I did this, um, so you can do it too. Like just pay me, whatever it is, and like they 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 make it seem as if like. You pay them, and then you're gonna get uh, 200 to 20k. Which, in reality, I mean, you're you're not going to most likely. And if you do, yeah. with beginner's luck, then you're you're probably gonna just give it all right back. Which, like, yeah, you see those stories all the time. I've spoken to too many people that have gone through that. Uh, luckily, I haven't had to go through that. Yeah, yep. It happens all. It happens all the time, and uh. And I, and you know, I sit there and I laugh and we usually get, when that happens on other platforms, we usually retain a lot of their clientele that come over to us because they realize we're, we're, you know, we're a little older crew, you know, like myself, I'm in my forties, right? We're a little older mm -hmm. crew. My co-owner, he's, he's, he's in his fifties, about 60, you know, he's, he was an old school wall street guy back in the eighties. You know what I mean? He, he lived the wolf on That's wall cool. street lifestyle, right? Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, we're an older crew, which people get tired of the kids because, uh, the kids are, the kids are paper trading, you know, they're going on to these, uh, these accounts and they're showing, you know, they have these, uh, accounts where they have a hundred thousand dollars deposited in there or, you know, you know, a yeah. million dollars deposited in there because it's paper money and they're trading and they're trading these things and they're cropping their pictures and pushing these, you know, crazy, um, lavish trades and a lot of times they're risking those trades because there's really nothing to stop them from making that trade because it's there's nothing if they if the trade goes south all they got to be is like oh oh well crap you know there's no real money at stake and they don't they're not losing anything but someone that's following their trade that unknowingly there. yeah oh yeah and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, they come back. They're like, "Hey, bro, I followed your trade, and you know, I, I lost a lot of money." It's like, "Hey, own your own trade, man. Risk, risk at your risk versus reward. It's a, risk at your own." And then they block them, <laughs> so they can't comment anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple people that have been exposed. Uh, some younger traders, they're yeah. like exposed. Uh, copying other people's alerts was one thing. And like the photoshopping, uh, yeah. like you see that sometimes where people, mm -hmm. they forget to add the plus or minus sign or whatever, you know, yeah. just stupid mistakes. But it's just like, 
come yeah. on, man. Like, yeah. we had that on my platform uh, recently. We had a very good, uh, we had a very good uh, trader and um, knowledgeable, I would say. And just, um, but there was, there was some inconsistencies. And so when I dug into it a little bit, you know, as, as a leader and as an owner, I'm digging into it and, you know, I'm getting questions by members. And so I'm like, okay, let me look into it. You know what I mean? Let me, let me, let me see. And when I started digging, I started kind of digging down a rabbit hole uh, and I, and I'm, and I'm pulling up a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of just stuff and I'm, and I'm asking questions, you know, and I'm pretty blunt, you know, I'm, I'm not rude, but I'm pretty blunt because I'm running a business here. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, you know, what's up with this? What's up with this? What's up with this? And then all of a sudden I'm being labeled. Um, you're targeting me. I, I'm a bully. You know, yeah. why are you, why are you questioning me? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, within two days, uh, they disappear <laughs> and with they no, you like know, it. yeah, with no, with no warning though, but you, you know, just, just disappear. And so I'm left holding a bag and I'm sitting here like, you know, a let's, let's be professional here. You know, where's the, where's the professional courtesy of the back and forth communication that we have? Why can't we have a business discussion on this? I'm not being yeah. rude or anything. I'm asking business questions because you're, you're a contractor I'm hiring to do a certain job, I want to make sure it's getting done. Oh, he, so he was, uh, he was, you hired someone he, to, to join, uh, as like a trading educator or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and they, and they See. were good and they were, and they were good at what they did, but they started, it, it evolved into, they did what they were doing at first and it evolved into a little bit more. And then that started having some inconsistencies. And then that's okay. when I started jumping in questioning. I was just like, hold on, something's not right here. Let me, let me start digging into this a little bit. And then, you know, as soon as I started digging, it's like, quit bullying me. Why are you questioning me? All this stuff. And it's just like, because that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> that's my job. I'm, I'm a, I'm an owner. I'm a manager. My job's to, to know what's going on with, uh, with my platform, uh -huh. you know? So, but they, as soon as I started questioning, they were just like, they were like, you know what? I don't need this. Boom. Pop smoke. I'm out. <laughs> luckily, so. uh, luckily like nowadays it's becoming, uh, more, uh, <coughs> what's what I'm looking for? More common to be like transparent. Yeah. Because, because people are aware that like, there's people that are literally scamming out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, um, the transparent, the transparency is important. Um, you know, you, you got to build that rapport. You got to build that trust. You got to have that sense of integrity. You know, this, the same, uh, you know, the same, you know, and it all like, I go back to this traders war room thing, right? Because the whole, the whole things that the army runs off of the, you know, the army values, right? Leadership, duty, selfless service, courage, all that stuff. It's the same thing as like the warrior ethos and the, you know, the Bushido code from the old warriors. And it all comes down to respect, honor, integrity, and just, and just saying, doing what you're going to say you're going to do and saying what you're going to do and following up. And, integrity, you know, yeah. yeah. And it used to be, you know, I'm old school, so it's like. You know, my word is my bond, and if I if I shake your hand, that means I'm going to do something. You know, that's kind of my mentality. It's like if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If uh, we shake hands, we're making a deal. I don't need I don't need nowadays. You know, legit, I do need it on paper, but the the handshake. But a handshake until we get it on paper. To me, a handshake is as good as a deal done. You know, yeah. but not not everyone sees it that way. And so, yeah, um, that kind of, that's kind of another thing I want to talk about was that, do you think that you serving in the military, uh, helped you in becoming a trader or did it maybe harm you in some ways? Um, well, I think, I think it helped me because I needed, uh, I wanted, I wanted to set myself up and my family for success with something other than, you know, a career soldier, you know, um, you yeah. know, something, um, but you know, 
the army pretty much, you know, it gave me the desire when I was when I was seeing people uh, ETS out of the military. This, you know, when I was seeing them ETS out of the military with little to no savings and little to no financial understanding, like other than high school, you know, they they knew what credit was with a credit card and they knew how to balance a checkbook barely. You know what I mean? Other than stuff like this. Um, you know, when I saw this type of stuff, I really was like, you know what? I was like, these people lack education. They lack understanding. Like, you know, I can't officially teach this because I'm not a financial advisor. You know, I I don't have the credentials, but I can definitely give you, I can give you from experience and I can put you on game. I can put you on game. And that was the whole idea. And then I started noticing, Hey, I'm good at this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like good at this. Like, People are actually understanding what I'm what I'm talking. Like I'm a good teacher of this because I'm able to Barney size this down to you know a basic level. I'm able to I can take the complex understandings of what it is up here and I can push it out in layman's terms so that normal people understand. It's like oh yeah. okay cool yeah. And then you know of course with soldiers I can I can relate it to you know you know, wartime war story, you know, like kind of like you can, you can talk football about every type of life, yeah. life event Their lingo. Yeah. You know, you can do that with, you know, I can do that with battle, battle scenarios and, you know, stuff like that. So that's how that started. And I think it kind of catapulted me. It, it helped me evolve into doing it in uh, something I really, really enjoy. And, you know, fast forward, you know, legit business. I have a great community and, you know, the, I'm looking at, you know, doing this, looking at retiring here soon this is something that i'll probably once i retire retire this will will be something i give it 150 percent instead of just 100 percent. i give it 100 i give it 110 percent. but when i retire and there's nothing there's no nothing holding me back like i'm going i'm going you know i'm going ham like i'm gonna go visit colleges i'm gonna go visit uh you know i'm i'm gonna ask just random people like hey where you at it's like, oh, I'm o- I'm over here in Nebraska. It's like, hey, I'm on the way. <laughs> like, tell your friends. Let's. Let, I'll, I'll see you at the Holiday tour. Inn. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. see you at the Holiday Inn. I'm on tour. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. That would that would honestly be. I think it's a good idea. I mean, I don't yeah. see many many people in in finance. I don't really. I don't actually know people in finance, but in trading, you don't see people doing many things in person. That's a cute cat. Yeah, that's violent. We call her violence. <laughs> that's funny. I don't have yeah. any. I don't have any animals, but uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, yeah. When did you? So when you started in two thousand five, it sounds like you just slowly uh, got into it. Were you like making? Because the CDs are pretty. It's like there's like n- almost no risk with those, right? Isn't it guaranteed? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost no risk. You just you just want to make sure you get the get the good yields. You know when uh when the the CDs uh, I can't remember what it is. I think you know back then a good rate was like maybe one and a half percent, two percent. You know if you got two and a half percent, you were like you bought you bought a whole bunch. You know what I mean? Now nowadays you can look at a CD. You know with bond yields the way they are now, like four or five percent. I mean if you're not buying, oh, yeah. listen people, listen people, if you're not buying bonds and treasury yields right now you are nuts it's fixed do income they, go do out they there. have it for, do they have one year uh i don't i forgot uh, yeah I, they, they, got, they, they got they got all sorts of ones they got they got the they got i think they even have as low depending on what it is um i don't i haven't done anything lower than two years for a long time but I think they got even three months. Like I think there's a Bloomberg oh. one out there that's like a three month, six month, one year, two year. There's there's all sorts of stuff out there. Okay, yeah. But yeah. if you're not buying, but if people are not buying these bonds while the yields are elevated, they are missing out because they're going to go back eventually to nothing, and they and they're so, going to sit here and, and miss this opportunity. <laughs> yeah, buy a couple a couple ten year ones and just yes. Yes, absolutely. That's a, yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, I, yeah. I don't know why I haven't thought of that. Absolutely, yeah. The ten year, great. You know, um, I prefer the two year, just because um, you know you're able. You, you know, just it comes it comes around a little, it matures a little bit quicker. You know, but that's that's just me. But a, a ten year, yeah. I mean, the the yields are just ridiculous. I mean, 
and it's free money. I mean, other than short of like an absolute government just debacle where we collapse. where we just yeah collapse, it's pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> so yeah, I was uh, I brought that up. Uh, so in 2005, you started with the CDs, which is like little rest. So when you started trading, did you essentially you essentially started making money right away? But when you started with like stocks, how long did that take you to start making money? Oh well, it's been a it's been a uh, it's been a love hate relationship for a long time. Uh, you know, you always get beginner's luck at when you first start out, yeah. and every everything is everything is like is awesome. It's like you think you're you're on fire. It's like man, I know exactly what I'm doing. It's like I'm making all this money and everything, and then you start getting a little riskier, and you start going in a little bit with you know a little more, you know, without. You know, discipline because you don't really know your strategy yet. You haven't developed it. You just kind of, you yeah, just, you're just getting, you're, yeah, yeah, you're getting lucky with certain things. You're hearing some things from people. They're talking about it. You're just like, oh, what's that? Is that is that a is that a diabetic drug that you're talking about? That uh, that pharma that pharmacology stuff. That was my big thing when when I started out uh, back in the day with penny stocks was pharmacology. I love pharma. Um, it's cheap. And when they come out with these new drugs or these biotech things, oh yeah, they, they freaking skyrocket, oh, dude. And if you and if you hit it, you hit it hard. <laughs> and so I love I love big farming. That was that was what I used to do when I was when I was younger. I'd find these just these these worthless companies that had some sort of something that dealt with cancer, AIDS, you know, diabetes, something, you know, Alzheimer's, whatever, and. You know that had like something in the pipeline, and I would just go in there and get like a get like a thousand shares or two thousand shares, and just sit there and wait, and hopefully, and when it spiked up, I'd be like, yes, and uh, you know, did really well. And then you go into other things that aren't part of that, and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna go check out this company, and then you know, no, and then oh, hey, Cupsy, <laughs> that's Cupsy, um, yeah, and. So you start out good, and then it ro- and it rotates in. You get a little, you get complacent. That's the big thing. You get complacent. You get a little cocky, mm-hmm. a little bit arrogant. You think you're kind of, you know what you're doing. You really don't, and you make some mistakes and you crash and burn. And then you gotta, and then, as a as a, then you gotta kind of have a talk with self, and you gotta go, okay, self, am I a casual trader? Am I an investor? Or am I really wanting to dedicate time and effort to this and learn how to do this right? You know, and so if the answer is you're casual, then you're just going to keep losing money. You're going to make some money. You're going to lose money. But over the long haul, over the course mm-hmm. of your lifetime, you're going to you're going to make you're going to lose more than you make. In my opinion, um, if you're an investor, you're very safe. You're probably going to make money as long as you keep investing, but you're not going to realize that those profits until you're old and you can't really play with your money anymore because you're old, you know, you, you know, you can play with it, but you know, you're 65 years old trying to, <laughs> trying to play with, you know, your $2 million, you know, when you could have done that when you were 40, you know? Yeah. But so then you, you got, yeah, but then you dedicate your time as a, as you decide, you know what, I'm going to dedicate my time and you gotta, you gotta put in. You gotta buy the books. You gotta buy some classes. You gotta find a seven-figure mentor that's legit that you can that isn't just there to yeah. sell you a product. He's also there to mentor you and guide you because that's important. You know, having a mentor that's not just, hey, you know, buy this product from me. Blah blah blah. Well, yeah, you know, you subscribe to them, but if you're subscribing to them and they're not answering simple questions. And they're they're just there to take your money. You know, if you're subscribing to them, you sh- they should be able to answer and give you guidance and mentorship as well. And that's that's important. And I had a great I had a great seven figure mentor that was really showing me how to the mindset, the emotional risks, the mitigation risks, the 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 mindset kind of to understanding how to uh, trade and invest. That's important. That's a huge part, actually huge part how soon after starting did you get a mentor oh like a couple years i don't yeah i probably didn't i probably didn't get a 
you know, you, you find mentors here and there, but like, you know, I didn't find like a true mentor, you know, yeah. like a, you find it here and there, you're talking to someone that knows what they're talking about or you, to you, they know what they're talking about. You kind of latch onto them a little bit. And then you realize that they're, that they either, they're either just talking it up or don't really know as much, or you're, you just advanced more than their knowledge base. And now you need to find yeah. someone else. Right. I didn't probably find a mentor until about 2009 that was, he was a master sergeant and I was a, I was, I was a corporal and he was a master sergeant and he, uh, just out of the blue, we were doing staff duty together, which is like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with staff duty, but it's like, uh, it's like doing like a fire watch. Like, you know, we're, we're watching, we're on guard 24 hours. We're the, we're the okay. emergency line for 24 hours. Right. So I'm doing staff duty with this guy and just out of the blue, we're sitting there just bored because that's what it is. You're just sitting there, you know, reading, reading a book or whatever, waiting yeah. for an emergency to happen. And he's like, Hey, do you, uh, you invest? And I looked at him, I was like, like invest, like trade stocks and stuff. He's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, kind of. He's like, and then we started talking and dude was like, dude was talking about stuff. I, I blew my mind. I had no idea, you know, about this type of stuff. And so I basically told him, I was like, yo, I was like, I'm going to like pick your brain and stuff. And then I found out, you know, as a master sergeant, he was, he was sitting here getting ready to retirement. He was sitting on, he was sitting on $2 million from investments ready to retire. And he was just, he was like, because I was smart as a soldier, I didn't, you know, he's like, when I was young, I didn't go out and buy the flashy car. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't party. You know, it's like, I, I just, I, you know, it was always about what I was, the end goal and stuff like yeah. that. And so I found him about 2009 and I, I, I still tap on him. I still tap his shoulder every day, like not every day, but I tap him, I tap his shoulder. I'm just like, Hey, what do you think about this? And he's just like, man, you know, I'm out of the game and stuff. It's like, you're never out of the game, man. Yo, you, you, you always got your ear to the grindstone. You know, you, you got a, you got an idea. <laughs> so, yeah. But what was it? Uh, what was it like trading in, in 2008 when the market crashed? If you were trading then? Yeah. Um, penny, penny stocks, uh, penny stocks were hot because no one had any money. So everyone was trading penny stocks. <laughs> <Everyone>. penny stocks. <laughs> Dang, it must have been crazy then. Every because yeah. now penny stocks are still. I don't trade them anymore, but like yeah, during COVID they were pretty hot. Like every yeah. day there's like five to ten. So back then yeah. it was probably like twenty or fifty every single day that were. Yeah, well, the, you know, the the penny stock market. Uh, surprisingly enough, the the pink sheets were hot too. The OTCs were hot yeah. um, because no one had money to spend on the good stuff. You know, they were waiting for the good stuff to hit the bottom, you know, to, to invest in, um, you know, the, the financial crash was really hard on a lot of things. Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really feel it too much. Cause I was, I was lucky cause I was cushioned by the military. You know, I was, I was still active duty. Um, I was, I was not heavily, um, heavily aggressive invested with my, with my TSP. You know, I, I didn't have it. I had in a life cycle fund where it, um, you know, was automatically being managed by a money market, a manager or whatever. So I didn't have it yeah. too aggressive in like any type of, um, you know, Dow fund or S and P fund or anything like that. So I didn't lose, I lost some in my fund, but you know, the V shaped recovery that came a couple years after that cleared that, you know, real quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and then, and then after that, it was 10 years of just nothing but straight to the moon, you know? So, Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. time, every, every time I open my charts to like back test and, and do like, uh, anything past anything behind COVID it's literally like you, it's, it's almost unbelievable. It's literally yeah. like this on the chart. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. And you, yeah. And you know, and, and it's like that, that's where that theory, if you look at it, you know, every, every, every market cycle needs, needs a serious correction. And after that correction, that's when, once you get out of that correction period, that's when like the explosive growth, the next period of explosive next, growth happens. Yeah. 
Yeah. And as soon as you get that, you get that crash, you get that, you know, that, oh crap moment and everyone gets rattled and stuff. And then you get that recovery. And as soon as you recovery and you hit past and you hold that previous high point, it's just, and then it just takes off because now there's nothing stopping you from continuing to go for the next five, 10 years. You know, there's that new thing, you know, artificial intelligence <coughs> could be the new thing, you know, as long as we don't inflate it and it doesn't bust like the internet bubble. So do you think AI is going to change trading? Oh yeah. It's ch changing it now. Um, <laughs> listen, I, uh, I, I played around with uh chat GPT, uh, yeah. And um, I, I asked them to make me, I asked him to make me a trading bot, you know, on my platform. Just, uh -huh. I keep this to myself, but I did it just to, just to see what, what it was like, you know? And, um, he, the, the AI, I call it he just because. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, the AI created me, created an algorithm for me just out of the blue. Now it didn't create it a hundred percent, but it knowing yeah. the algorithm, I know enough of it, but it created an algorithm. I looked at it and I was like, I'll be damned if that doesn't, if that isn't almost exactly like most of the algorithms that I have already that, that I've created myself. And I'm sitting here and I'm sitting here like just a little, you know, my own, you know, you have your own way that you trade. And so my algorithms that I create with the, with my proprietary style that, you know, I trade with, I add my little tweaks in there, but the main code of the algorithm that the bot created was all That's the similar. same. And I was, yeah. And I was, it was all the same base. And I was just like, I was like, dude, I was like, this is going to change people's game. Cause this right here is just, is, I mean, this right here, if you if you were to let this run and just playing it safe, I mean, you know, it consistently, obviously, you're going to take some losses and stuff. But if you were just to let it make, say, say $50 trades every day, I think over the next 10 years, you would profit. Just the same, the, just let the bot run $50, you know, set a limit of $50 or $100. That's your limit to trade. Make me money. That's what you tell the bot. And it just does it. Over the course of like 10 years, I think you would make some money with these things. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about turning my uh, strategy into a bot. Yeah. Um, how did you, you said you, you have uh, an algorithm. Do you, is that what you use for your, I think you have alerts, right? Is that what that is? Yep. No, okay. well, I, I have a, I have all sorts of different type of alerts. So. We got the real-time alerts from analysts like myself, right? Um, okay. That, you know, we actually are, you know, looking at the charts ourselves. And it's like, you know, I'm looking throughout the day. I'm looking at the charts and I'm looking at scanners and I'm like, ooh, this looks good. And then I'll do my own due diligence and I'll make a, I'll make a judgment call on it. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to get into this trade because I like this setup. You know, it's meeting my criteria. I have a saying I, I like, uh, I want three reasons why to push to buy. And that's my little, that's my little, like that's that. my little saying to myself, you know, if I can, if I can, if I can create three reasons why on, on that chart to push the buy button, I'm going to go ahead and take the trade. And, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, some sort of thing on the main chart, an indicator giving me confirmation and maybe, a, uh, you know, some sort of positive catalyst in, in the news or something, you know, but give me three reasons why to push the buy and just one reason why to exit. And, uh, that's, that's my, that's my kind of my setup I go for, but, um, I have algorithm bots that I use as well, but those are, those are separate. I, I, I don't want people to get confused with analyst alerts and the algo alerts. So I separate yeah. them out so that people know the difference. Like, Hey, these are algo alerts. So if you like algos, these alerts are algos. If you like real person alerts by people like, you know, myself that are, you know, looking at charts and stuff like this. These are the other type of alerts because the algo alerts, you know, I use AI and I use machine learning with my algos and they have no emotions. They don't, they don't care what the trade is. You know, they're, they're just going to, they're just going strictly off the chart, off the signals, off the parameters. And if it hits that criteria, they're, they're telling you to, they're telling you to buy or sell, you know, it's a machine. 
but someone like myself where I'm taking into consideration my reputation, you know, yeah. my, you know, you know, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like the, so the algo doesn't send out. Exactly. I can't send out crap because I send out crap and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Chuck Fu sucks. Forget that dude, you know, blah, 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 you know. And then you, you start to lose that integrity, that, that rapport that you got. Uh, you know, the algorithm, you know, you put it out there. It's like, hey, I got this algorithm. I tweaked it to where overall it has, you know, between a 75 and 85% win rate. But understand, mm. it's a machine. It doesn't care. <laughs> you know, so if you use it, make sure you do your own due diligence first. It sends out a signal. Make sure you check the chart against it. And if it, and if it hits your criteria... Like I say, I like to use the three reasons why. If the signal comes from the algo and it hits the three criteria is why, then go ahead and take the trade, but go light. You know, just just make sure you got to make sure you have a plan to exit as well. So uh, my thoughts on the algo trading is I feel like it needs to be. You can tell me how it is from your experience, but I feel like it needs to be uh, changed or like. Uh, adapted to every once in a while uh is yours is, did you just create was your algo created once and then it's just it runs and it's profitable or what no you gotta you gotta go in there and the market conditions change you know the market yeah. conditions evolve and you gotta go in there and you gotta change your parameters um people that people that don't go in there and they don't um refresh their parameters they're okay. setting themselves up for for failure because the market conditions aren't this. Um, algos don't work well in chop, in choppy markets, because they can't okay. they can't because they can't uh, because they don't have that rational emotional thinking, you know. So they can't say, "Oh, this is chop. Don't take a trade." You know, they're go they're going off of the signals. It's like it hits this, ooh, boom, buy, and then all of a sudden it's like sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. You know, because it's hitting the thing, they can't look, they can't rationalize and be like, oh, this is chop. I shouldn't probably push a signal because this is a, you know, this is bell volatility or something like that, you know. So, but yeah, you got to go in there and you got to, you got to make sure your algos are, and you can do that easy. Um, I like to run, I like to back test my algos. I go in there monthly and I look at my algos and I make sure that my algo strategy and I'll, and I'll back test it on a 7,000 candlesticks, and that's, that's my back testing. So I'll go back and I'll back test on 7,000 candlesticks for the strategy, and if it's not hitting that 75% or higher win rate, I'm tweaking it to, to hit that 75% or higher win rate. And that's, that's, that's what I want. I want an algorithm that I'm pushing out to the, to the mass people to use. I want it to be 75% or better effective. Because nothing can be 100%. We, you know, we don't live in a 100% world. But 75% you know, win rate with... That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. And with a 85% off of that win rate, at least at the, the initial push. Because uh, it's a 75 win rate when you, when you look at it from the signal point to exit. But okay. you can look at the strategy and you can also... Cry, uh, I don't know the word, but you can um, get it to where you can tweak it to where it's even more effective off the initial push. So if you were to take a smaller percentage of a win, you know, if you were to not get greedy and instead of looking for 10 percent, maybe you were looking for 5 percent, you, you might be able to hit 85 percent all the time. So what is the do you know the average like uh, risk reward on those trades? Is, is and which that, one? Uh, the, the algo, just in general. It's um, like a seventy, a seventy percent win rate could still be unprofitable if it's like super. You know, if it's like super, if you enter and then exit right away, you know, then it doesn't matter if the win rate's, you know, super high. Because if you if you take a big loss on one, then it could wipe out a bunch of those losses. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I use uh, – I make sure – for me, you know, I, can't, I can only speak for self, but uh, yeah. on mine, I make sure that when I run my back test, and part of the thing is that, that uh, risk versus reward, the win rate, I want that – I want the – I want my positive number 
of uh, profitable to always be higher than the than the negative. So like the the um, the average the average profits made versus mm-hmm. the average profits loss. Yeah. Um, after you after you do your back test and over seven thousand candles, I want my average profit made to be green over over red. And that that goes into this that goes into the seventy five percent strategy. You know, um, I I haven't had that not happen yet where my strategy reaching that seventy five percent hasn't reached that um, the profit was higher than the loss. I haven't got to that yet. Um, if I if I ever see a strategy like that, I might have to rethink the strategy, even if it said it was eighty five percent effective, right? But the loss. Well, you know, the the max loss was, you know, 4% was the highest loss and the highest win was 2%. I might have to, I might have to be like, hold on, that doesn't, that doesn't calculate right. Let's, let's try to, let's try to tweak this a little bit. What is, uh, it sounds like, it sounds like you use a couple different things to trade. Uh, you mentioned like indicators. Um, what do you, like if you were to, only have like one way to trade or one strategy, I guess, that fits your three, three whys to buy. Like, what would that be? Price action, momentum. Price action. I mean, you can, you know, you got to go back to the bread and butter. You know, you got to go all these crazy indicators that everybody uses and these yeah. crazy candlestick yeah, patterns see. that people have created these, uh, you know, table, table tower, you know, stuff and these tweezer top, you know, candlesticks and all that. <laughs> okay, cool. They, they're cool. And yeah, I can see, I can see the value in them, you know, cause you know, it's technical analysis. If it's, if it's happened once, you know, technically it could happen again. And that's the whole theory of technical analysis. I understand that, but Let's go back to what 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 was the whole basis of of the stock market or trading in general anyways and it's volume it's volume and momentum you know supply and demand it's like hey it's like if people want it and people are going into it and you got and you got some volume then I'm interested because now, you know, if, if I'm trading, if I'm trading, if I'm investing, it might be a little thing. I may not care about volume if I'm investing because, you know, I like the product. Yeah. I might believe in the product. I'm investing in it. But if I'm trading, I don't want to trade something that no, that no one else is trading because there's no profit in it. Like, how, who am I going to trade it to? Yeah. You know? Who am I going to trade it to? Like, no, no one. Like, you know, um, someone, someone the other day, they posted on, on X. They said uh, they just... <laughs> They bought they bought this uh, ridiculous contract on this. Uh, it was an option, and it was a ticker that ain't no one heard of, and there was like no. There, and it was, I'm telling you, and it was just like, yo, check out this. Uh, I just bought this blah blah blah, and it was like a three hundred dollar contract. There was no volume on the day, but them, but one. Yeah, them. he was the only one. Yeah, he was the only one, and I can't believe the broker actually let them buy it. But you know, whatever. Okay. But I'm sitting here chuckling to I'm sitting here chuckling to myself. I'm just like, what a dork. I was like, he got no clue. I was like, I was like, who's he gonna sell that to? Unless unless this thing absolutely skyrockets and then the volume comes in. But yeah. no one's even heard of this ticker. I can't even remember the ticker. It was like such an odd ticker. I was like, you know, no one's even heard of that. You know, what what's everyone trading? Tesla, AMD, Meta, Apple. Those are the things the High liquid, high volume. You know, you can do scanners. Anything that's over average two million trading shares, anything that's over two billion market cap, you know, I'm interested mm. in. Yeah. Because high volume, liquid, and it's moving and shaking, and I can I can hopefully trade it and make some money. <laughs> not not one. I'm I don't want to be the one. <laughs> yeah. That's a, like, if you go back to penny stocks, like there is some like that, like before you look at all the days before it it released or it announced its PR of like for a pharma company, we have this drug that's gonna, it's in phase one of something to cure cancer. Boom. Millions of shares traded. You look at all the previous days and weeks, it's like literally like almost zero. 
Yeah, and then hey, don't get me excited, man. You know, you know, I'm gonna look at pharmacology tomorrow because we're talking about it. Like, I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna put my scanner in there, and I'm gonna find. I'm gonna get on my penny stock bot, and I'm gonna look. I'm gonna push out some alerts. I'm gonna be like, hey, today's a pharmacology day. Let's let's Jesus. let's make some money because because I'm itching for it now. I get the itch. The pharma itch. I, hey, I love uh, it. I love trading. I so love. Have you, have you tried any of these? Uh, methods um, that you mentioned that you don't think work, like uh, indicators or uh, patterns? Have you tried those before? You know, they they work. They work. You know, I mean, just what, what I meant by that is, you know, all too often people forget to go back to the basics. You know, they forget to go back to the oh, basics. Man. You know, these patterns work. They're great, okay? But if you find yourself in a pennant pattern, say example, right, or you know a flag, you know stocks flagging and stuff like that. Okay, great pattern, awesome. But what what are what are the indicators for the 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 flag? You know what's what does my volume look like? You know is my volume unusual? Have we spiked in volume? You know what's my what's my uh, sub indicators? Are is my sub indicators? You know are they are they complementing this price action that I'm seeing on the main chart? Or is there some divergence going on where it's not, it's not equaling out? And then, you know, what, is there a catalyst? Or is this just moving on no news? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, is there, is there something about to be released? Or is it just, you know, you know, WSB got 14 million people to go in deep on this. And, you know, they're, they're quietly Yellowing. pushing up a stock, you know, quietly pushing up a stock to dump. You know, that's, that's the whole, that's, that's why I want people to have the three reasons why. And I look at this three reasons why is I look at it kind of like a hundred percent, right? And it's not a hundred percent, but if you think of it like a pie, it's a hundred percent. If you got three reasons why you got almost, um, you, you check the block at least on a hundred percent of your reasons to buy. If you take away one of those, you got 66%. You take away that other one, you got 33%. You still got a chance, but you're just diminishing your chances of success by taking away your your reasons. That's a good piece of advice for yeah. especially beginners. Like When I started, I don't know about you, but I was just like, <laughs> I watched one video, and I was like, oh, yeah, that I think that makes sense. And then I'll go to the charts the next day and buy, sell, up and down, like just randomly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. So if you give yourself some sort of rules, like some sort of parameters, like, okay, I can't just randomly buy and sell. I need to have at least, you know, three reasons yep. um, or some reason, you know, like yep. other than yeah. just, I think it's going to go up or down. Like, yep. And I, I tell lost. people that too, you know, a lot of times don't, don't just, don't let their only reason be because, uh, you know, because Chuck Fu pushed out an alert said buy to open, you know, spy yeah. at this thing. Don't let that be the reason. I mean, hey, it might make you money. It might make you money. You know, I'm pretty good at what I do. You know, you know, I might make you some money. But if you're relying just on me to do that for you, you're not developing and you're not going to – eventually you're going to lose more than you're making. And then you're going to come back to me a year from now and be like, you suck. Well, no. Yeah. Like you've been with me for a year and you've never evolved into the next stage of the trader that you're supposed to be, you know, and that's, yeah, that's what, a good that's, point. Yeah. And you know, it's like, I put that out there. Cool. You know, look at the chart. Am I, do I know what I'm talking about? Why did I, why did I push it out there? You guys know my strategy. I'm giving it to the world. Three reasons why to push to buy. Does it meet that criteria or is it two reasons why? Or is it, or is it one reason? Or am I just got a gut feeling that spy is going to push? You know, maybe. It, and if it's a gut feeling, I usually tag it with a lotto because that's what it is. It's a lottery. <laughs> I see, yeah. <laughs> um, I have like one or two questions left. Uh, but um, what do you think about the stock market in the next couple of years? Do you think it's going to continue? Because right now it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's not necessarily going strongly as it was, you know, previous years. Do you think it's going to continue that rally or do you think? Um, 
It depends. Um, I got I got two scenarios. So fourth quarter earnings will be important because here here's the reality. Um, we pushed extremely hard with artificial intelligence being a catalyst for all of these huge um, these speculative stocks and um, you know these uh, you know the magnificent seven and stuff like this right getting getting these elevated um, market market caps and stuff you know um, what's it open AI you know is valued I think it was valued at like 30 billion dollars right well because of the AI they're trying to say that they're worth 90 billion. You know what I mean? And they might be, but do their earnings report reflect that? Because if you go back, cause I'm old, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm young, you know, I'm old enough. I remember the, the dot-com bubble. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I remember the dot-com bubble and it was the same kind of thing. You had all these, if you, if you were an internet stock and you were dealing with internet, you to the moon, right? And then, Everything went to the moon, and then all of a sudden, earnings reports started coming out, and the fundamentals didn't match up with their evaluations, and everything started crashing. And then that's where you got the dot-com crash. And if we're – and if the AI thing – I think the AI is real. There's going to be some real winners in the AI jump. I mean it's, it's here. You can see it already. But I think there's a lot of inflate, inflated stocks as well. If, the, if this fourth quarter and the first quarter of 2024 doesn't – go well for these inflated uh, artificial intelligence stocks, we might be in for a really rough, um, a rough downtrend where we might, we might end up trying, we might end up trying to really bottom out and then it'll be a sharp recovery. Um, after a while, we'll probably go into the recession that we're talking about and, you know, things will be kind of rough for a while and then we'll hit that V shaped recovery and start on our way to the next stage of the of the incline. So, or, you know, it's a mild recession. You know, we we believe what the Fed is telling us. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know we uh, we believe uh, they're doing the best they best they can for us American people. You know, I'm a soldier. I can't give an opinion on this at all. So. Uh-oh. Um. But, you know, we, we believe this type of stuff and, uh, you know, we hope for the best and it's a mild recession and we go on and be and continue being the, the best country in the world. You know, regardless, eventually we're going to be on top again. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's yeah. just what we do. That's just what we do. So it's either are we going to get a heavy hit or are we going to yeah. get a mild hit? And uh, I think. I'd have to, I don't want to I don't want to you know cast anything on the future. I want to see what the earnings I see I want to see what the fundamentals say. You know, because that's that's the important part because big money, the the wealthy, uh the time of investing in speculative stocks is over if uh the earnings reports don't match up with the with the evaluations, they're pulling their money. They're pulling their money and they're going to go into fixed income. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. So those earnings reports have to be on on point, and if they're not, big money's pulling their money, and they're going to go straight into fixed income. That's it. <laughs> um, do you have anything that you wanted to talk about? No, not really. I appreciate you uh, doing this interview. I I, I enjoy a, uh, you know, interviewing. I hope. Uh, People got a little bit of insight into kind of where where my mind's at, and kind of you know, well, I think we had a good a good conversation. I'd like to interview you next time. <laughs> yeah, no, we we can yeah. do that. We can set yeah. that up after this. Well, I don't know if he froze, but if anyone can hear me, guys, I appreciate you uh, letting me come on here with this podcast. You know, um, like I said, man, when I started this thing, I didn't know what this was going to be, and. I was able to create something that other people enjoyed and inspired other people. And that was the main goal, man, you know, to be better prepared today than we were yesterday and to have a community of like-minded investors. And if that's something that you're down with and uh, you're interested in, then, man, hit me up, man, because we could have a talk just like, you know, him and I are having here. 
and we can have a conversation, and I'd love to see you on the platform, and I hope I can get an interview with him. I hope he comes back on here. He's frozen right now, but uh, <laughs> definitely. If you guys ever got anything, man, you can hit me up on my social medias, or you can come on the platforms, and you can hit me up. I'm an open book. Ask me a question. I got you, all right? So if he doesn't come back on here, I'll go ahead and let Am this I go. Am I still frozen? But y'all take care and have a good night. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess I'm frozen for him, but it was nice having you. And for everyone that watched uh, till the end, thank you.